0: You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend Richard Sweatman about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle.
1: Hey there, Joe Clark. Great to be chatting with you after a short <laughs> break. How you doing?
0: Yes, I am well, thank you, Richard Swetman. I like saying both names, don't you?
1: <laughs> it's uh, formed a tradition in our tradition. podcast. Um, yeah, did you have a good holiday?
0: I did. I had a great holiday, but this morning was a dramatic morning and I have to tell you about it.
1: <laughs> let's uh, let's hear it.
0: Okay, going back a few years, to give you the context, I was living in an apartment that I was renting mm-hmm. and one day I hear this Psh! And suddenly, my vanity, there is water rushing out through the cabinetry in the bathroom. Whoa. Yeah, I know. The flex hose under the sink had burst and hot water was rushing out. I was not cool under pressure. I flapped about, (laughs) tried to call my brother who's a plumber, then I called someone else, one of the pastors, Sam, then I actually called the emergency plumber because I couldn't work out how to turn off the water supply to just my apartment rather than Mm. the the whole complex, et cetera. And I learned a very important lesson that day that, the plumber told me. He said, flex hoses are inherently dodgy. Make sure you get the anti-burst ones. I thought, note to self, if I ever buy a house, I'm going to get flex hoses.
1: I like that sound of anti-burst. Yeah. Much much better than the burst. That's um,
0: exactly right. The, the, burst the, option, version. Yeah, the option is just really clear. So I thought, right, I'm going to have Sam from church come round and do some plumbing. So he came last week, And he changed the flex hoses to be anti-burst flex hoses in the main part of my house. But Mm. as you know, and other people might not, I'm living in the granny flat in my house. But it's going to get demolished in two months. So I didn't get the flex hoses there changed. I just left Mm. them. But I also said to Sam, Sam, I don't know how to turn off the water supply to my house from the mains. Can you show me how to do that? So he shows me last week how to do that. Mm. Then at 5 a.m. this morning, I hear... (laughs) my vanity is exploding with water, oh, hot good. water. It's rushing everywhere because the one sink that I didn't have anti-burst hoses installed in explodes at 5am in the morning. So I and
1: <laughs> you're rush totally, outside. You're totally cool at this point.
0: I am calm under pressure, moving very fast. I get my, you know, rush out to the mains, can't turn the thing with my own hands, rush back in, get my spanner, change, turn it off and then spend the next hour squeegeeing up all the water. (laughs) And I tell you, there was this moment where I was like, thank you, God, that Sam showed me last week how to turn the water off. Otherwise, he would be getting a 5 a.m. phone call.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's one of those situations where your current self thanks your old self.
0: That's right. And I'm really thankful to God that three years ago, yeah, three years ago, my, my vanity burst. And so I knew what to do because yeah. I had all these series of events that had happened that prepared me for this moment.
1: These life skills.
0: <sighs> anyway, yes. it was a dramatic uh, start to the day.
1: Yeah, I noticed I got an early text message or an email from you. I thought, yeah. well, Joe's up early. How yeah. disciplined. She's probably had an hour of quiet time in the Bible.
0: <laughs> in squidging my bathroom, I definitely <laughs> was talking to God while I did it. And then I rewarded myself by going out for breakfast because there was no water in my house. So, of course, I had to have a tea <laughs> out at the restaurant.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. well, I, I like the way you've turned adversity into a positive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, Communion with
1: God. And, yeah, yeah. No, that's great.
0: Oh, what about you, Richard? You had a good break?
1: Oh, yes. We had a great holiday. Um, but, oh, lots of potential stories. But I think the one I wanted to share with you is just that um, our family uh, went out for bubble tea in Chinatown. Ooh. Uh, now this is something that Andy sort of seen, heard about, or talked about, but he was just in the mood. He was like, I think we should go try out some bubble tea. Now, do you know what bubble tea is, Joe?
0: Yes, I tried it once with Brooke, my okay. um, one of my MTS trainees, she, <laughs> yeah, she, she and I had it together.
1: I'm thinking of Brooke as I tell this story. a yeah. oh, yeah. dear friend of both of us. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we, uh, we went down to Chinatown. Jen was on the internet kind of researching What was the best bubble tea around? Yeah, Um, and uh, yeah, we went somewhere. The boys made their choices. I, I don't know, I, was, I wasn't I was huffing, I ended up getting a coffee somewhere else because I wasn't quite convinced that I wanted to <laughs> dive into this bubble tea world, but I was really fascinated in the shop. The lady there was so busy, like she was getting ice, she was shaking things, she was pouring yep. things, yeah, she was getting things out of different scoopy stuff, yep. and then they do this magic kind of seal it over with plastic kind of thing. Oh
0: yeah, that is quite special.
1: Uh, yeah. They had the full-on tapioca balls. Um, oh
0: wow, they went all the way in.
1: And... Uh, I, I had a taste and stuff. Like it was interesting. It was fun. It was good. I don't know if I'm sold. I don't know if, if I want to jump in. But yeah, what was what was? I'm interested always. Joe, what was your verdict on bubble tea?
0: Yeah, I mean it was a great tapioca ex- balls. Yeah, it was a great experience that I'm not going to repeat it's like <laughs> I'm obliged because of a social nicety. But yeah. I would say Brooke gave me the greatest point of advice, and I think it probably plays plays out with bubble tea. She was like, Joe. Remember, it's high sugar. So, always if you half it, you're going to enjoy it way more because you're not going to have that like sick sugar feeling. So, instead, you, when you ask, you order, you say, Can I just have half the flavoring? Like if it's a really? mango one, half a, of the, the sugary flavoring, and it's much more enjoyable. So,
1: that's a good tip. from Brooke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jen actually follows some YouTubers who review bubble teas. and, and No and,
0: way. That's yeah. The best. <laughs> so, there's a whole thing out there.
1: And you, you know what I'm like with kind of. Asian culture kind of things. I I could very easily yeah. jump on this thing, but
0: give give it a go. Yeah,
1: um, maybe next time I'll join the family in the matcha tapioca mango <laughs> flavored <laughs> bubble tea. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> go there, man. Go there. <laughs> anyway,
1: that's my story.
0: Oh, fun! That sounds like a lovely time together.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. That's the sort of thing we enjoy. It's mm. it's usually food, and mm. we say to Andy, "What are you doing? What do you want to do in Sydney?" He says, "Food." <laughs> Food is not an activity, it's, it's a thing. He just goes, Food.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, anyway, yeah. we should talk about the word of the Lord.
1: Oh, yeah. It's been a good time actually over holidays in the Bible for oh, me. Great. Um, yeah, spiritually refreshing as well as mentally mm. refreshing. Mm. And I thought I'd share with you, I'm reading 2 Corinthians. Um, oh, yeah.
0: Love Two, Two Corinthians. Corinthians is
1: like it's it's oxygen to to Christians, especially people in ministry. Um, and uh, I was just really valued spending time there. And I'm actually getting some assistance, some help here. Uh, you with a, a a book by Gary Miller called Two Corinthians for You, uh, which is it's not really a commentary. It's more of a devotional aid or a Bible reading aid. Um, yeah, okay. Where he says, um, read the passage and then here's some thoughts. So it's a, it's a bit more than say a one page devotional Yep. or or, or one or two page comments is there's actually content from Gary. So you, you are learning more about one, two Corinthians. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's not as heavy as, you know, his academic debates or his footnotes Mm -hmm. or anything like that. It's, Mm -hmm. it is really meant to be a springboard for thinking meditation and prayer.
0: Mm -hmm. And,
1: um, the uh, one I read oh, just this morning, really, it was um, from 2 uh, Corinthians in uh, chapter 7, verse 2, and uh, Paul says, um, Make room for us in your hearts. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have exploited no one. And hmm. um, this is part of Paul's, like, defending his is and trying to re- repair, rebuild this relationship with the Corinthians. Hmm. And um, uh, Gary Miller, very helpfully, just, grabs a bit of um calvin's commentary john calvin Mm. uh to reflect on this and so i'll just read what um, paul wrote uh, uh well sorry what gary miller wrote he says as paul again appeals to the corinthians to make room in your hearts for us he backs that up with a straightforward defense of his integrity he says we that is the apostles and his co-workers have wronged no one we have corrupted no one we have taken advantage of no one Calvin says that Paul is highlighting the three dangers that anyone in gospel ministry faces, one, being too harsh, two, leading people astray through teaching wrong ideas, and three, being greedy. Uh, Paul has done everything in his power to make sure that he didn't slip into any one of those things. He pursued mm. integrity. Uh, and I, I just love that because I thought it's really it's helpful of Gary Miller to have done the hard work in one of Calvin's commentaries, which I probably mm. wouldn't have you know, pulled off the shelf normally. Mm. Um, and uh, three simple things that really got me thinking um, mm. the, the, the three dangers being too harsh, leading people astray through teaching wrong ideas, and being greedy. Yeah. And it just gave me an opportunity to think, oh, how am I going in those areas? Mm. Uh, are there areas I'm too harsh? Are there areas my teaching is is leading people astray? Mm. Uh, is there greed in my heart? And so, mm. um, Bible, great. A little bit of help from a friend, Gary Miller, great. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. A, and a encouragement. And a good encouragement, good time mm. in the Bible, yeah. Mm.
0: Do you think, so in the second point, the leading people astray, was that also in terms of godly character? Because like in some ways I'm surprised it didn't have a a, a comment about like sexual purity, but I guess the passage isn't about that and he's, he deals with that in 1 Corinthians rather than 2 Corinthians. But, you know, like that's something that I think I'm always really wanting to Think mm. is important in pastoral ministry that we above reproach etc. Um, yeah yeah. Did it comment on that?
1: Oh not particularly and mm. I think you're right you could you, this list uh, you could easily extend out mm. and um, I I uh, I wonder if um yeah once you get thinking there's uh, plenty of dangers but um Yeah yeah. I think uh, yeah maybe just a, that simplicity of taking a verse focusing on yeah, it, I like um it. Yeah. uh was good.
0: I think particularly the encouragement not to be like to not be greedy. As you said that I thought oh I hadn't thought about I have not thought about that before um I think I um, you know we've been shielded by some really great practices at our church where we're not allowed to touch the money and not allowed to be near out mm. of the church's money um but yeah I think that is a big warning and I would want to take that seriously so something to think about more for sure
1: Yeah yeah I think um and, and Gary Miller expanded on that point a bit, not to say, you know, ministers are all uh, facing the temptations of multi million dollar salaries. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's more like, um, you know, is money an issue for you? Are you, you do you, do yeah, you right. take a job or not take a job based on, on the money? On the pay? Um, on the yeah. pay? Are you looking for extra privileges? or? Um, mm. So it's fairly gentle, but. Um, That's great. Yeah. No, mm. good, to, good to be just challenged on that. Yeah, well, that sounds like a great book. Yeah, so two, uh, two for you. and it's actually a strategy I'd recommend for anyone is at times is to mix up your Bible reading. Um, read a a short commentary or a short devotional resource like like this one from Gary Miller. Mm. Something that's uh, you know if, if you're feeling that the Bible a little bit familiar, here's something that might mm. um, just yeah help you along. Mm. Um, part of the just one of the many options people can use. Mm. Oh, that sounds but, good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but Joe, yep. Yeah, how about you for your reading? For your reading?
0: Well, I would usually now in this moment in our podcast talk about something I've been reading, something you've and amazing that's really helped <laughs> me grow. Um, but I don't know if anyone else is like me. I don't think you're like me in this, Richard. But I, I can go off the boil with reading mm-hmm. and just really struggle to to feel an inclination to read and get a bit. In some ways, it is lazy. But sometimes I just sort of need a break because it takes quite a lot of discipline to read mm-hmm. for me. Um, and so I haven't really read anything lately that I've thought, oh, I really want to keep reading this. In fact, I thought if I start talking about what I've been reading, I'll sound bored and that's not good. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So I thought, no, well, why really? don't I just talk about the Bible? Because I'm not bored by the Bible and I have been enjoying what we've been reading. I've been reading. Excellent. Um, Let's so have I'm a, a Bible, le- a Bible yeah, double today. A Bible double. A Bible double. I like that. Um, so I'm a little bit behind in my my um, reading the Bible in a year, about a week or so behind, but mm-hmm. I'm up to Psalm 6. And I just thought I'd read something that I found encouraging about um, the language of the psalmist. Yeah. Um, so it's for the choir director with stringed instruments, according to the Shemineth, a Davidic psalm. So it's from David. Mm-hmm. And he says in verse 2, Be gracious to me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are shaking. My whole being is shaking with terror. And you, Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, rescue me. Save me because of your faithful love. Um, and I read that, and he's coming from a place of weakness and desperation. You can hear it, and the whole psalm, you can really hear his desperation. He's weary. He's groaning. His eyes are swollen with grief, and he's he's in this dark place. And I wouldn't say that I'm there. Like I'm I'm not in mm. this, the same place as him. I don't need to identify with him to, yeah. to read it. But I was thinking, okay, what is this? How does this apply? and i thought about the weakness of david the the uh, you know the weakness jesus chose to took on take on in becoming human like having a human body and then also being like being on the cross and the physical cost of like just he would have cried out like my bones are shaking oh lord like look after me father mm. and so then thinking okay well how do i understand this i just was thinking about how all of it is based in god's character of being a faithful loving God. So verse four, like turn, turn Lord, rescue me and save me because of your faithful love. Like he's the Mm. loving one. And so I can't experience, I haven't experienced what David's experienced. I haven't experienced what Jesus experienced in this kind of Mm. narrative either. Um, He had such a, you know, such deep suffering on the cross, but both of them modeled crying out to the father because of the father's faithful love. And so I can keep crying out to the father. And so I think probably it, it, the way it applied for me is that um I've just felt a little bit off my game. I mm-hmm. don't know if other people feel this in returning from COVID, but I'm just not I'm just not firing on all cylinders. Mm. And so I thought, oh, I can cry out to the father because he loves me and say, God, I'm just not I'm just not going as well as I want to in I'm not serving you the way I want to. I'm not being as mm. effective as I want to. And just can you just love me in that? And mm. so that was a comfort.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really love the way you're um in the way you're reading the Bible there, you, you're not jumping immediately to yourself. You're giving time mm. to the original context for David. You're mm. giving time to biblical theology and, and mm. what does this teach us about Jesus. Mm. But then, yeah, it, then it, you are drawing applications from this um, from mm. a, as a Christian mm. um, a, and uh, this is really en- enriching and enlivening your relationship with with God as you cry out to him. So. And
0: Yeah, I definitely do have to say to myself, Joe, stop thinking about whether this is you or not. <laughs> so I read this like deep anguish. and I'm like, whoa, I don't feel that. And then I think, stop thinking about you, Joe. <laughs> go back to David, then go to Jesus. Then you can think about you.
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a good saying, a good technique. You, people need to put that on their, uh, oh, in their bookmarks. Stop I mean, thinking just, about you.
0: I just need to live this every single day. <laughs> self-interest is <laughs> a strong sin for me. I have to be careful with it. Uh, but yeah. yes, I just I just think God—it's such a lovely sentiment, a uh, statement, not a sentiment—that da- David makes that he he's he's confident that God is faithful in His love. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm just so keen for people to know that as well, like um, family members and friends mm. who don't know God, that mm. they would know His faithful love. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, so pr- a lovely psalm. For praise the
1: God for that, Joe. I hope yeah. you are firing on all cylinders soon. But if yeah, but that'd if, be nice. But if you are not, <laughs> I, I hope that you that grows your deep dependency on on god yeah,
0: thanks mate yeah so, yeah i hope that too mm. anyway, well out
1: it's of time. Uh, out of time been great chatting mm. once again we've mm. uh caught up some of the holiday stories or not yes. well, my, one of my holiday stories one of your plumbing stories <laughs> that could easily be a theme of our podcast plumbing. i actually have
0: another plumbing story i'm going to tell later uh, yeah yeah we just
1: <laughs> bank it up there and that's right <laughs> take such the numbers an, plumbing such story an
0: exciting life <laughs>
1: that's what this podcast is about um, that's so but, um much. yeah the excitement in the bible two corinthians and psalms mm. and uh so uh, mm. yeah no we'd love to uh, encourage people with their personal bible reading if uh, yeah. you've been on a break to just yeah jump back into the habit and um yeah and uh yeah send us uh yeah send us an email if if stuff that yeah. you're reading in the bible enjoying um or your own plumbing stories or bubble tea recommendations <laughs> we'll love hearing, we also from enjoy our listeners. hearing those yeah <laughs>
0: Well, lovely to chat, Richard. I'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. See ya. Bye.